0: you Brian and wherever you're watching across this great country tonight welcome to the big house on the prairie as we have two arch rivals getting set for a title rematch and Don Matthews knows his way to the great cup his 14th appearance 10th as a head coach he's one win away from a new CFL standard for great cup victories by a head coach the man who replaced Don Matthews in Edmonton Tom Higgins back for his second straight appearance and a former Saskatchewan Rough Rider linebacker. Here's Anthony Calvillo, AC, it stands for All Canadian and the outstanding player in the CFL this year. and He'll be dueling for the second straight year against Ricky Ray, who was the people's choice as the outstanding player, haunted by missed opportunities in last year's game. So the stage is set, and uh, I know you like to judge the way guys come out. Did you notice any any <laughs> team any more focused other than Mike Pringle?
1: Boy, i tell you what, the way the Eskimos came out of the tunnel, focused, ready. We heard a lot of language being shouted, a lot of pep talk. Mike Pringle is coming out of his shoes already.
0: And prior to kickoff, the CF-18s from the 4th. One Six Tactical Fighter Squadron, Cold Lake, Alberta. Major John Guido Gilbo and Captain Bill Thumper Hudson, and a ballistic move here above Taylor Field. The stage has been set, and the 91st Grey Cup game from Taylor Field underway. And Winston October has it. Up close to the 44-yard line, Mike Botterill, a McMaster graduate, an outstanding rookie season on special teams with the tackle. Ricky Ray leads this Eskimo offense out onto the field in impressive numbers as he shredded the Rough Riders in the Western Final. Outstanding pass percentage for completions.
1: Just distributed the ball. Eight different receivers catching footballs from Ricky Ray
0: last week. And look at the Alouettes load up on the line. Ray, the short drop, the out, and he's got it. And he nearly shook the tackle of D.J. Johnson, one of those rookie corners that will be tested today.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Mike Pringle, we talked about him, outside. he is. Ricky Ray can't say enough about Troy Mills. exemplary blocker, receiver out of the backfield. Touchdown last week. Receiving crew, Herbie Tucker. Boy, Terry Vaughn, Robinson on the outside. And a good offensive line, led the league in sacks against. Beaton Comiskey, Princeton left and Chris Morris, the vet at right tackle.
0: And Chris, second and two, the twin tight formation comes in. Ball is dropped, Ray gets on it, the flag down. As the Eskimos misfire on the snap from center, Tim Prinzen. Well,
1: I think the Alouettes jumped the gun and made contact with the center. Montreal 75. First That'll be Ed Fillion who made contact with Tim Prince and that's what caused the ball to go loose And Ricky Ray gets it back. Just a middle of your screen. Contact.
0: That'll move the ball. Give Edmonton a first down. Ed Fillion the native of Windsor. A reputation as a Quarterback killer, and he had a terrific Great Cup game last year with five tackles and a quarterback sack. It's a first down at the Montreal 53. Mike Pringle, first time. And Pringle rumbles down to the 46. Mark Magna, the tackle, one of the Alouette's speedy defensive ends. Well, they're going to have to work cut out, stop Mike Pringle.
1: These guys up front Magna, Philly, on Adriana Belly with a torn calf muscle, and then we're Stewart at the defensive end linebackers very active strickland kevin johnson dwayne butler five sacks in one game against winnipeg and again of course the two quarterbacks new dj johnson and brandon williams
0: getting their first starts at the corner six yards pringle second and four blitz picked up ray goes deep looking for it Herbie, he's got it hervey down inside the five picking on the rookie corners. Well, remember, Omar Evans is usually
1: starting, but Don Matthews, in a bold move, benched him, said he's not going to play him. Instead, we're going to go with D.J. Johnson. This is simply one-on-one. And the speed of Ed Hervey, who comes back to the football. D.J. Johnson does not keep Ed Hervey to the
0: outside. He allows the speedster to get in front and make a big play early on in this football game. 43 yards for Hervey. Just two catches last year. In the Great Cup game. First and goal, Pringle up the gut, touchdown, just like that. And rushing this year and against his old team draws first blood.
1: well I gotta tell you what we have seen Mike Pringle explode we saw him come on the tunnel introductions he is fired up I've also seen Mike Pringle whoever he says is north-south he's doing a little sidestep and taking the ball to the outside of the defensive line making people
0: miss it didn't take long less than three minutes and Pringle caps the scoring drive Team scoring the first touchdown has won the last six great cup games. Well, here's the
1: matchup right here. This is Ed Herbie of D.J. Johnson. But watch Mike Pringle. Watch him pick up the blitz right there. That allows Ricky Ray the extra second to throw the football. And then it's a foot race. And wow, Ed Herbie just beats D.J. Johnson. First touchdown early in the game, 7-0. And you know that Edmonton is 8-0 on the
0: year when they score first. Deontay Whitaker on the kickoff return. And he's wrestled down close to the 35 yard line as we see how the first scoring touchdown of the game was engineered. Well, Mike Pringle, look at the stutter step to the outside.
1: You, you hear all the talk about north south. And again, picks up the blitz. That allows me to go downtown to Ed Hervey. And Mike Pringle's going to finish up straight up the middle of that offensive line, opening up a huge hole.
0: It's funny, Chris, both teams suggested they were going to put a lot of points on the board today. Uh, Eskimos celebrating, and now we'll find out what response Montreal comes up with.
1: But the thing is, when you come out of the tunnel fired up, it doesn't mean anything. It's what you do on the football field. And boy, they turned that intensity, enthusiasm, into seven quick points.
0: Eskimos, the highest scoring team this year, but right behind them, we the Montreal Alouettes. All business this week, these Eskimos. Not sure, if we're having a clock problem, there is a delay. And we have been told the heaters at the Eskimo bench are not functioning. That's Dwayne Mandrusiak, the veteran equipment
2: boss of the Eskimos, and we're going to go down and join Steve Armitage. I'll tell you what happened, Chris. Uh, the heater overheated here. It started belching smoke, and it was blowing into the Eskimos' faces. They came over. They turned it off. They unplugged it, and now they're trying to get somebody over to get it restarted. So we had a fire on the bench. And the Eskimos
0: came out on fire. Here come the Alouettes. First offensive play. Galvillo delivers, and the ball incomplete. Intended for Pat Woodcock who was the hero last year with that 99-yard touchdown reception Well Pat Woodcock were against Malcolm Frank. Just gonna bring him inside
1: Come back to the football gets his hands on it, but unfortunately it's trapped by the
0: field and it's a no catch So second and ten for Calvillo a lot of motion In behind, the Alouette quarterback throws the long out, and he has a completion to his most dangerous receiver, Jermaine Copeland, who led the league in yardage with 1,757. Boy gets the coverage he wants. Brady's going to
1: shuffle out. Now Brady is a physical player, and he wants to make contact with Copeland. Copeland makes his break before he can have it, get his hands on the receiver. That allows him to get the distance. The separation and the catch.
0: A couple of touchdowns in last year's game. He has played in three championship games in three leagues and has scored majors in each game. Here's the end of the round, and it's Pat Woodcock, and he's up close to midfield. Shannon Garrett with the tackle on the native of Canada.
1: Well, a little tricky right there, coming around on a reverse. If we take a look at the lineups. Cavill, LaPointe, the running back who will alternate with Deonce Whitaker. They're receiving. There you go. with a lot with a five-pack. Gerard Copeland, Cavill, Cahoon, Woodcock, who took that reverse. And an offensive line. Big athletic.
0: K.K. Lambert, Chu, Florian, Fort. Three All-Canadians. He stokes checks in. Second short yardage. That's Eric LaPointe. Montreal native crashing down on the Edmonton side of half. And the tempers already start to boil over as Paul Lambert in an exchange well Paul Lambert is just working one-on-one
1: right against Charbonneau's trying to get up to the outside you talked earlier about the fact that we don't have to hype there's no love lost here you'll see it in this game
0: so a first down for the Alouettes as they move into Edmonton territory there's the draw play and the point. Short gain. Wrecked up by Raheem
1: Abdullah. Well, Raheem Abdullah showing the quickness of coming around and chasing down the trap. Kenny Reese, Sharpe, and Abdullah made the last play. Mobley, A.J. Gas, first start, sixth year in the Great Cup. Robert Grant, what a story this year. Malcolm Frank, Garrett, Coleman, Brady, and Crutchfield at the quarterback.
0: Ball on the 52. And second and nine. Receivers wide side, Calvillo steps up. No one was open, and he's down back at midfield. And Kelvin Kitty and former Alouette Steve Charbonneau got to Calvillo.
1: Well, that's a covered sack right there. But they're going to run twist. Everything up front is going to be twisting. They're running T.E. and he's going to loop around to the inside. Gets around, there's a good throwing lane right there. Now, normally to be able to get that ball off, but the secondary does such a great job of covering the receivers, he has to pull the ball down
0: as the bench sack. Steve Charbonneau, 80 games played with Montreal before he was let loose. When Don Matthews took over, Matt Kellett, the former Regina Ram, with the punt, trying to get it to bounce into the end zone. Pretty good backspin there, so they'll take the no yards. And surge ahead, Winston October, fielding that Kellett punt of 46 yards. 7-0 Edmonton early. Eskimos will go to work inside their 15. Ray out of the shotgun and he'll roll. Here comes the pressure, going deep again. And this time overthrowing Scott Robinson and there is Brandon Williams the other rookie corner who Went to the Eskimo camp lasted a week and then was let go just one start during the regular season
1: That was really interesting to play Scott Robinson looked like he was gonna either do a slow Stopping goal because looks like he stopped on the ball and had he kept running He might have an opportunity to come up with that
0: catch so it's pretty clear the Eskimos are going to take the deep shot early here and test the middle of these rookie corners.
1: We talked about the fact if you give Ricky the time, he will go deep.
0: The question when you play Montreal is always, will you get the time and second and ten, there's Jason Tucker. He was the best receiver for rookie Ricky Ray last year in the Grey Cup game with eight catches
1: and another thing that happens is if you score on the aggressive defense of Montreal, they will alter it. So this time they only rush three defenders drop nine. Tucker finds a hole in the zone. It comes up with a big catch.
0: All Canadian last year, probably the catch of the year this season when he made a diving stab of a ball in Calgary, lost his helmet that made a one handed catch. First down Mike Pringle. Mike to the 44
1: they bring eight defenders and we've talked all year if you can bust through that initial line boy you're gonna go but look at the sh- little sh- shutter step gets outside he is a man possessed early on in this game Chris you can just see the focus right now look at him move you're telling me this guy's 36 years old
0: The standards for the Eskimos this year, when Mike Pringle carries the ball 15 times and gains 60 yards, they are undefeated. And look at the eyes of the most intense man on the field. Terry Vaughn's got the catch. Brandon Williams all over him to throw him
1: back. Well again, bringing the pressure on Ricky Ray. And I think Ricky is a little fortunate on this one because Brandon Williams really came back to the football and I think it had to be anybody else but Terry Vaughn, who also came back to the football. This might have been an interception. Just going to be a quick throw to the outside. A little pressure gets knocked down. But Brandon Williams, excellent job of breaking on the ball when it's in the air.
0: Down, Just a short gain of one. And you're right, that looked like it had the potential for disaster. Second and nine from the 45. They dropped back, Ray couldn't find anybody and now has to scramble. It Gillian in pursuit, and Ray stays on his feet. Ricky Ray across midfield, and flags will fly. A late hit from Timothy Strickland. After some pretty clever running from a guy who doesn't do a lot of it. Well, great
1: open field running, but I love the way his team came back to really help him spring him out here. Tito Simpson right there is going to come back. Now he's going to get blocked. Ricky Ray is going to get to the outside. He's faking like he's going to throw a pump fake. Gets away from Philly on. Let his teammates help out. Runs out of bounds. And there's the out of bounds hit by Timothy Strickland, which will tack on another 15 yards.
0: Third penalty of the game against the Alouettes. 12-yard run by Ray. The drive started on the Edmonton 14. They've moved it down to the Montreal 38. Ray dumps it off. Hervey nailed, and he lost yards on that contact as the veteran Baron Miles lowered the boom on Hervey.
1: Well the positive of this play is Ricky Ray picks out the right receiver early, delivers a football. Boy, but the negative is that as soon as that Irby catches his football, Farron Miles is there to greet him, knock him back, and the rest of his teammates just swarm him after that, losing about
0: three to four yards in the process. So loss of three. Early they tried to go deep on the corners. Now trying to work them underneath. And second and thirteen. Ray batted down, and it falls incomplete. Mark Meghna with his second play of the game. You know
1: for a fact, if it's second and long, that Don Matthews is going to instruct his defense to bring everybody in the house, and he's going to bring eight guys, two from the outside are unblocked, That allows the free guys to come and make contact. Mike Pringle can only take one of them. He checks, checks, checks. He goes to the outside, but the inside guy coming from the bottom, Dwayne Butler, makes the contact with the quarterback, just a case of one
0: too many guys to pick up. Well, this is interesting. The Eskimos don't always attempt long field goals. This from 48 yards out. They do have a fake out of this package, but Sean Fleming kicking away, and he misses. it. And this can be dangerous. Keith Stokes, and away he goes. Keith Stokes across the 35, and still rumbling. And he finally is tossed out near midfield. Keith Stokes, who averaged 56 yards on missed field goals all year, takes this one back 64. Tom Higgins has been criticized for being a little too conservative In not attempting long field goals and when John Fleming missed The worst fear for Higgins is the big return and that's what Keith Stokes provides Montreal
1: But I do like the fact that he's being aggressive in his mentality and saying we're gonna go after it You know what? You can't live like that all the time. You can't stay conservative if you want to win the big football
0: game take a chance Anthony Calvillo trying to become the first quarterback to win Back-to-back Cups since Doug Clutie, Deontay Whitaker trying to get outside and he is tackled at the 51-yard line. Gain of three, Shannon Garrett with the tackle.
1: Boy, Shannon Garrett just strings this play all the way down the line. Talk about the secondary guys not only having to cover the receivers but also having to come up and do run support. Shannon Garrett, great example of that right there.
0: Alouette's eighth running the football this year. Kwame Cavill ran onto the field. Now he'll run back. Bruno Appel is in, second and eight. Here comes the blitz. Calvillo, the out, and the ball incomplete. Donnie Brady in coverage. That's a matchup we'll watch all day. Brady, the physical. Eskimo DB and Jermaine Copeland. Always dangerous.
1: Well, they're just going to run one guy down the same. Copeland's going to come to the outside. Tries to get a little separation. They ran that play successfully early in the quarter, but this time Donnie Brady jumps it and almost comes up with an interception.
2: So,
0: third down. Kellett in. And there's Singer Mobley back, along with Winston October. Great punt and it will bounce, no yards. And Mobley is dropped. Philippe Girard with the tackle. Just a 31-yard kick. 2.20 remaining, first quarter. Edmonton with the lead. Mike Pringle, the touchdown. And Ricky Ray back to work. Here comes the blitz, they've got him. And a flag down as Ray is nailed. William Loftus, the safety. One of the blitzing Alouettes.
1: Well, they're bringing everybody right now, not only from the outside, but from the inside.
0: Edmonton, number 13, penalties declined, second down. Well,
1: Ricky Walters comes in, to try to provide some extra protection, but they bring the safety blitz on his play. As you say, William Loftus just gonna fly. You see Dwayne Butler coming through, and just from the bottom right of your screen, the safety number 18 gets in there. Brings down Ricky for about a six-yard loss, and again, it and now a
0: second-and-long
1: situation.
0: William Loftus was a backup last year, recovering from a broken arm. He's back in the familiar starting position. Ball nearly picked off. And War Stewart, the defensive end, got a mid on it, and it's third down. That's a couple Ray has thrown that were nearly picked. Well, you talk about the
1: fact that you know, Edmonton comes out, they march the ball smartly down the field, score an early touchdown. But you've got to remember who you're going against. You're going against Don Matthews. He gets his defense over, and you can see he's made adjustments already. Now he's got one of the defensive linemen dropping back. That allows him to be an extra guy that Ricky Ray doesn't count on being in that spot. Gets his hand on, as you say, and almost an interception by his teammate. But again, it's just a matter of X's nose. Don
0: Matthews, the master. Fleming with the wind at his back. Stokes dancing but not getting anywhere flag flies 45 yard Fleming punt
2: and Ed Hervey headed off let's join Steve and the story we're getting from the Eskimos bench on Ed Hervey is that he has a slight groin pull obviously uh, enough of a pull that they've taken him into the room and they're going to take a look at him. A lot of cause for concern. Hervey's already had a huge
0: impact on this game with the big catch in the first series Stefan Fortin called on an illegal block and that'll push the Alouettes back to their own thirty six. First down Montreal. Quick hitter. Copeland back into traffic. And a short gain to the 39. Little hit screen to the outside.
1: Copeland gets the ball, tries to come back inside to the middle to get behind some blocking. but a good job of the defense to kind of stay at home. Coleman kind of shuffles along, doesn't want to get involved in that. Slides over. But the fact
0: is they force Copeland back inside, where his teammates can bring him down. Jermaine Copeland likes being here. Three touchdown catches this last visit to Taylor Field. Second and seven. Calpillo. and he underthrows Copeland. And there's a discussion there as Brady and Copeland were engaged in some bumping. Brady was basically saying that he was
1: interfered with, with Copeland. Copeland, a master of pushing off in this league, runs at the defender, and then he'll break off, and it's a natural reaction to grab as we take a look at the Two-man band pass distribution. Kahuna and Copeland, 211 receptions. Look at the numbers. 3,318 yards and 27 touchdowns.
0: The most dynamic duo in CFL history. Breaking the mark set by Argonauts' Terry Greer. And Emmanuel Tolbert. Nearly a block there. Kellett, short putt. Winston, October, the former Alouette, who was not in last year's lineup, cleaned up his locker prior to the Great Cup game, but could be a big factor here tonight. We're through one quarter at Taylor Field and the Eskimos have the lead.
3: Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to
1: all things simple, with casual clothing and footwear from Marks.
0: Well, everybody huddled up here at Taylor Field. What a week it was here in Regina. And our congratulations to all the organizers and volunteers, and let's check the numbers through 15 minutes.
1: Well you take a look Edmonton with the big edge six first downs to two but that's basically a lot from the first drive where they had the 66 yard drive that led to the Pringle touchdown rushing yards 22 to 15 favoring the Eskimos net yard 76 time of possession. It's exactly what you think when it's only a seven to nothing game.
0: And after that last series Anthony Calvillo to the bench and he's changed footwear. And now the eskimos must march against the wind and like pringle a short gain as they stack up
1: well you see the shoes being changed right now it's more of a multi-grab shoe a lot of little spikes little rubber more contact with the surface that's exactly what it is i don't think the field's a problem chris i think when they're making cuts or they're moving around on the signage. Remember, there's a couple of layers of paint on there, and when it cools down, it gets extremely slippery.
0: Once again, a passing situation, second and eight. Jason Tucker in for Herbie at the wide out. Here's Troy Mills, down to the 40-yard line, and the 37-year-old Mills with a catch out of the backfield.
1: Well, you're going to bring the blessing. Just slip Mills out. He's at the tight end. Gets outside, slides into the middle of the football field. There's nobody there because they're bringing eight guys. He's wide open. Now it becomes a race. Everybody's trying to come over there, bring him down. Just comes off. He lines up at the tight end. That's one of the keys. If you're going to go double tight, you put Mills in there. He can release. He's a great pass receiver.
0: 29 yards the pickup for mills first down mike pringle Down to the 36 yard line as he closes in on becoming the all-time leading great cup rusher He has passed george reed today and is Within sight of leo lewis for most rushing yards. This is fourth Great Cup game and remember we'll go back a year remember the starting running back was John
1: Avery had a bit of the hamstring eight carries he finished with six yards I think a definite improvement obviously for this type of situation with Mike Pringle who can
0: block and is a strong runner Alouette's limited him to 65 yards in two regular season games early movement and the play doesn't get off and Adriano Belli Claiming he was drawn.
1: Well, Belly, who is the emotional leader of that defense, always around the football. Coach Matthews says this guy is big, but he can run all day. He just amazes him at practice because he never stops to take a break.
4: Everton,
1: 67. Second down.
0: Dan Komiskey, the left guard, early movement, and more responsibility for Belly with the absence of Rob Brown.
1: Well, that's one of the reasons that Don Matthews likes to dress 7 to 8 defensive linemen every game for that purpose. He likes to get him playing time so that in case the situation arises, one of his starters out, somebody can come in and fill.
0: Second down over, 12 yards, Ray going deep, it's up!
1: They're going to come on the blitz. And I got to tell you, we saw Herbie beat on D.J. Johnson. This time it's Tucker with a 41-yard touchdown catch, working against number 34. Comes from the outside, back into the inside, gets some separation, utilize that speed. And boy, I tell you what, big plays again. The demise
0: early of the Montreal Alouettes. 41 yards. Ray to Tucker as the Eskimos early exposing the young corners. The Eskimos in quest of revenge. Two touchdown leads. Ed Hervey left the game. Jason Tucker moved from the inside slot outside. And he is the latest to expose well, you, D.J. Johnson. Well, you know they're going to
1: come and bring a blitz. Now, here's the blitz guy. This is Bear Miles, a halfback. That leaves the inside wide open. Take a look at these two guys as they run a post pattern. And he just outruns the cover man, D.J. Johnson. We saw Herbie do it early in the first quarter. Well, now Jason Tucker does it. And 41 yards later, takes it to the end zone. Loving picks
0: it off. hangs in the breeze. It's on the carpet. And up for grabs. And who got on it? And the Alouettes do get the ball, but look a little in disarray at the moment as Fleming hung that up in the breeze, and the Alouettes allowed it to hit the turf.
1: Boy, very, very fortunate. They always tell you to catch the football, don't let it bounce. See what happens that time and again as you say very fortunate to come up with that football
0: Well Anthony Calvillo put up the big numbers this year And he needs to generate something now 37 touchdowns led the league he led in completions and yards with close to 6,000 Six receivers up Calvillo dumps it off and Jermaine Copeland the
1: 51-yard line. Well, Jermaine Copeland is just going to do a little crossing pattern right in front, a little zone coverage. Nobody picks him up. They're all going to rush four. Grant, the safety, slides to the outside, just comes across the middle, wide
0: open. Gets the ball. Now it becomes a foot race. Malcolm Frank has to come up and make the play. One of the beauties of Copeland, a former quarterback at the University of Tennessee. It's like they have two quarterbacks out there to read defenses. Calvillo had trouble with the snap and throws incomplete. He was looking for Kwame Cavill.
1: Boy, Edmonton very happy right now just to rush four. They've got a big, tall defensive line. They fear if they can't get to them, they're going to get their hands up. We'll do a nice job of getting a hand up
0: there and securing the long snap. Now look at the numbers Delveo known to be a rhythm passer and clearly hasn't found a rhythm yet second and ten big rush and a pass interference call as again Brady and Copeland locked up and remember Don Matthews sent a tape last week to the league Pointing out a lot of this kind of thing in that Eskimo secondary.
1: Well, you can see right there, Donnie Brady actually grabs Jermaine Copeland as he tries to cut back to the outside. It's a good call. The flag should be thrown, but you know what? Even if there are some
4: calls that are very
1: close, number 26. First down. one of the reasons Don Matthews sends the tape in is he says, if it ever comes down to a crucial moment, maybe I'll get a call going my way, but you can tell right there. Both hand fighting, but Ray definitely getting the hands on the back, tugging at Jermaine Copeland.
0: Last week, he sent the tape in prior to the Eastern Final about the way the Argonauts locked on Hunt returns. Here's Sylvain Girard, one of the speedy Canadian receivers. And he drops the ball. Still loose. Looks like Edmonton's on it. And Edmonton is on the ball. And Girard made the play. And then, popped it up.
1: Well, on the first throw to a wide receiver. Last week, not one wide receiver. Woodcock or Gerard caught a a football. They go to Gerard early.
0: The speecher goes there. He's not come up with it. A nightmarish first half for the defending Grey Cup champions. We talked about AJ Gass prior to the game. He said it was torture watching from the sidelines last year. He is the guy to punch the ball loose from Sylvain Girard. Well, the man they've nicknamed Forrest Gump because he wears leg
1: braces on both knees. Makes the big play, knocking the ball away from Sylvain Girard, who actually did a nice job of open field running until that.
0: It was a 22-yard gain before the fumble. Now the Eskimos take over. Play action. Ray in trouble. And Dwayne Butler has him back at the 15-yard line. So the Alouettes continue to blitz. And this time, they get to the Eskimo quarterback. An interesting play by
1: Ricky Ray. The fact is he sees the blitz, but he actually rolls. He's going to roll over here and actually help. Now when he comes out, he doesn't stay in the protection. He runs away from the protection, and that allows Dwayne Butler to come up with that sack.
0: Butler cut loose by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He went from a team that finished 1-17 to the Gray Cup. And at five of those quarterback sacks in one game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. A loss of 11, second and 21. Ray rolls and now throws back. And there's Rick Walters with the catch. He'll be short of the first down. Rick wanted to mention to his guys, at McNally High School where he coaches senior basketball that even if there's a great cup celebration in Edmonton tonight first practice is tomorrow afternoon
1: that's a good coach right there no time off Montreal does a nice job of lining up eight dropping five only rushing three everybody you can see drops back Mark Megna, the rush end, dropping back into a zone coverage that allows Ricky Ray to throw the ball, pick up some yardage, but not 99. enough to pick up the first down.
0: There's Keith Stokes awaiting the Fleming punt against the wind. Hanging up, Stokes at his 47. Running backwards, Single Mobley slowed him up and helped bring him down. The captain of the Eskimo special teams. We are in Taylor Field. Regina, Saskatchewan, over 50,000 on hand as two 13 and 5 teams butting heads in this 91st Great Cup. It'll be interesting to see if uh,
1: AC still has confidence in those wideouts. He's got to go back, get them involved in the game. You want the middle to open up, you got to use the wideouts.
0: Alvio, a pass, Ben Cahoon. And did he make that catch? like the ball went off the turf and they're going to rule it a catch for the top canadian second straight year just
1: going to come up a little shake and bake comes back to the outside they'll see a little pick right there but he does get his hands out so when the ball bounces up they bounce up off his hands not the turf
0: that's why it's called a catch and that's why he's the best in the league 112 catches, top all-time in one year by a Canadian receiver. Calveal draws them offside, free play, and he makes the most of it with a completion to Copeland. Unless the Eskimos were drawn, doesn't look like that's the case.
1: No, I can tell you right now that Anthony Calvillo just used a fluctuation of the snap count, changed the snap start, count. Everton number 92, penalties declined, first down. Just go with a hard count, he draws. The whole left side of the defense offside, then therefore gets a free play. But I like what Copeland does. Copeland's not allowing Donnie Brady to get his hands on him.
0: and That's what's allowing him to come open and make these catches. Gain of 14, they move into Edmonton territory. There's Cahun's second catch of the drive, and he ekes out another yard after the initial contact. They they run the same pattern and all they
1: do is a little bit of a rub You see Ben Cahoon Is going to cut it off when on this one Jermaine Copeland's going to go down the seam and they're trying to pick
0: the defensive backs and so far They've been successful with that and not a huge factor in last year's great Cup But look at these numbers including two 100 yard games against Edmonton second and short and Deontay Whitaker as the first at the 36 before Robert Grant finally plants him. Well, Deontay Whitaker should have been taken down by
1: A.J. Gass who came in the middle linebacker blitz. He read the play, just didn't make the play. He's going to come right there. There's 77. You got to wrap up. He wraps him up. He forces a punting situation. But you got to give credit to the running back. Deontay Whitaker does a nice job of breaking that tackle and picking up the first down.
0: Under six and a half minutes remaining in the first half. Jalouette's down by a pair of touchdowns, but they've got something going. Calvillo, up top, Ben Cahoon, and that's why he's the top Canadian in the CFL. What a catch. I
1: want to tell you what, you better not say top Canadian. You might want to say top player someday, because had Anthony Calvillo not had the year he had, what an outstanding catch. Watch the right hand just go up and cradle that football, bringing it back in. And all the cover guy can do is say, get back in the huddle. Say, see Mobley right there, Quincy Coleman right. This is just an outstanding effort
0: by Ben Cahoon. He is special first and goal, Montreal. Whitaker will throw, and it's a touchdown. Pat Woodcock has the score as the Alouettes pull a play out of their bag of tricks.
1: They're gonna love this imagination on this offense. Create doubt where there may not be any. Looks like an ordinary sweep. Brutal Happels, the lead blocker. Whitaker just pulls up and throws to a wide open. Pat Woodcock in the end zone. And I can tell you right now that Pat Woodcock just said, Get the ball to me. He sees it. He's wide open. Those are the worst kind of
0: catches for a receiver. Alouettes on the board. Matt Kellen provides the extra point. Woodcock with touchdowns in back-to-back back breakup Cup games. Well, Pat Woodcock, who was an Ottawa Rough Rider ball boy, takes the pass from Deontay Whitaker. Well, here they are right here. This is a mashup right here. That's
1: Pat Woodcock as we watch this play. Malcolm Frank leaves him, thinks it's a running play. They sold the sweep, the running play perfectly and that allowed Woodcock to come wide
0: open in the back of the end zone. There's Mike Bradley. And Bradley upended as he crossed the 20 yard line. Philippe Girard downfield in a hurry to make the play. Hey, what's up, baby? What's up, mom, dad, Chris? Everybody back in Ottawa? We're gonna bring it back. Baby, we're coming back. we are got of time. Just moments ago, Pat Woodcock turned to Ben Cahoon and said, that's the best catch I've ever seen. And that was the one he was referring to. Well, I mean,
1: you can look for any kind of word to describe it as simply outstanding. I mean, just when you reach up, sell out, put the hand up and bring the ball <laughs> down, it just lifts
0: your entire team up.
3: Lisa,
0: Brad, so it's game on in the 91st Great Cup as the Alouettes get right back in it. Ray short drop in the flat. That's Tucker. D.J. Johnson the tackle. And you got to remember
1: there's a little method to Ricky Ray's madness here. He goes short, sideline passes, little option passes. And then of course he's beaten Montreal deep twice. And That's the man they've taken advantage of twice. Jason Tucker had the big catch and a touchdown, 41-yarder. And Hervey
0: also beat D.J. Johnson earlier in the first quarter. Great last year. He was an All-Canadian last year. Not as impressive a season this year because of injury. Tucker now on the outside for Hervey. Second down, and there's Terry Vaughn with the catch. And a first down as Edmonton converts on second and four. And a big conversion because Edmonton want to get some drives
1: together they made some big plays and scored on big plays but they also want to control a little bit of that clock keep their offense on the football field keep Anthony on his offense on the
0: sideline Terry Vaughn like Hervey didn't have the great cup game he wanted last year said he's stayed in the hotel all week long focused the only time he left the hotel for practice and for meals First and ten, Mike Pringle's number called. And that's a fumble, and they're ruling Montreal football. Pringle drops the ball, and Kevin Johnson, the middle linebacker, comes up with it.
1: Well, Mike Pringle, who has fumbled seven times this season, losing five, little hesitation step, goes there. You can see he's almost trying to secure the football. Onward Stewart just knocks the ball. Actually, I should say he rocks the ball out of the arms of Mike Pringle. And Kevin Johnson, the middle linebacker, comes up with a huge fumble recovery. Great stick by number 58, Onward Stewart.
0: And Kevin Johnson comes up with it. Johnson said this week Pringle wouldn't be a factor. Calvillo has trouble. And now he'll sling it deep. Touchdown.
1: After mishandling the snap, it looked like all things were going to go backwards. Anthony Caville picks up the football. Great protection from the offensive line. You have to give him credit. That allows him. Look, look at that athletic ability. Sidestep. What should have been a sack? And then goes downtown. Sylvain's yard, who had a catch earlier today. And after a nice run, fumbled the ball. Boy, he redeems himself right there.
0: Kellett, Can't the extra back. point. We're all tied up with 3.15 to go here in the first half you mentioned chris the Whiteouts didn't catch a pass in the eastern final they've caught two touchdown passes here in the first half of the great Cup. well it all
1: starts right till you see mike pringle trying to secure the football again we talked about it nice stick by the defense man anwar stewart johnson with the recovery and boy i tell you what you can't teach this kind of presence of mind. No, he sees, look at he gets away from Quincy Coleman on the blitz and then finds a streaking Sylvain Girard in the back of the end zone to tie this football game up. This has been a game of big
0: plays. Two touchdowns, two and a half minutes, and the Alouettes like their way back to tie the score. Girard had the longest pass play for the Alouettes this year a 67 yarder against Ottawa. At a 32 yard touchdown catch. Winston October. And he's hit hard. And again Gerard has been a special teams demon for the Alouettes in this first half. Might have a great cup atmosphere to that. Just like we have here at Taylor Field, and this might turn out to be everything everybody anticipated. Ricky Ray, pressure, incomplete. Baron Miles was coming on the blitz from his halfback position.
1: Well, Baron Miles came on the blitz. He got burned on that play earlier, but this time they
0: force an incompletion. Three minute warning's been given to the benches here. We're tied. Very intriguing first half. Don Matthews this week talked about sticking with the game plan. He'll keep blitzing, and he continues to do so. And a ball knocked down incomplete. And Matthews' side has gained the momentum. And D.J. Johnson with the knockdown.
1: Well, nice job again of bringing the blitz. D.J. Johnson's teammates over there congratulating him. He's burned, burned a couple of times. This we can see safety. William Loftus coming on the safety blitz. Putting a little pressure again, forcing Ricky Ray to throw. And that's the ones that are tough because when you're blitzing up the middle and no one picks you up, it's the shortest line to the quarterback.
0: Fleming in the punt. And Stokes is back. Good kick into the wind. And Stokes is down. Drop the ball, Eskimos have it. Keith Stokes puts the ball on the turf. Former Alouette Sheldon Benoit looked like he may have jarred the ball loose. And we're nuts. Dave Yule, as the battle continues, Dave Yule singles. it's Edmonton football.
1: Wow, just after we saw Mike Pringle fumble and cost him a little bit, you see, Key Stokes and Sheldon Benoit, excellent job of wrapping the right hand down, knocking the football out of Key Stokes' hands. Everybody, of course, signaling they have the ball, but Yule saying, no,
0: it's Eskimo football. Third fumble of this first half, second by the Alouettes. Sean Fleming reacting. And the Eskimos go back to work from the Montreal 46. Shovel inside. And Scott Robinson. I believe that's the first time we've seen Robinson with a shovel pass play this season. Well, we saw every last week
1: run the shovel. The only one who did
0: not was that man right there,
1: Scott Robinson. Let's take a look at Key Stokes, Dejected on the sidelines, getting some
0: consolation from his teammates. Chin up We get another opportunity. Benoit savoring the moment. He was the starting middle linebacker for the Alouettes in the 2000 Grey Cup game against B.C. Ricky Ray's numbers were padded early. Here's the blitz again. Trying the corner. Battle and a flag flies. Brandon Williams on Winston October.
1: And Winston October tries to come back to this football. Brandon Williams is going to argue in vain to the referee saying, hey, that's not what it's about, but Wilson October has really developed into a receiver this year. Nice 33-yard catch last week against the Saskatchewan in the final. Pass interference. Montreal 37. First down. Well, again, just running down. I mean, October known mostly for his returning skills. Just a one-on-one straight down the field. Now, he's watching the football. And you know what? He's very fortunate because really, after you look at that, That actually could be called offensive interference, because he pushes by and pulls by
0: Brandon Williams. So maybe Brandon had a reason to be unhappy with that call. Eskimos get a break. And they have a first down. The play was 26 yards on the penalty. And Pringle, short yardage. Big in
1: Villion. Well, they called the quarterback killer. But I tell you what, he loves the grunt work. He loves to be in the pileups. And he stops. Mike Pringle by reaching out and taking the wheels out from the big man before he can get to the
0: outside. A little talking going on. Ed Fillion's kind of the modern day CFL version of Angelo Mosca. Nice guy off the field, but uh, on the field, he is dangerous. Second and nine. to deliver the pass you gotta love ricky ray sitting back here with the safety blitz coming
1: right up the middle he just delivers this football exactly when he has to puts it out there and jason tucker just runs right under it and very lucky because he was almost out of real estate there but wonderful throw by ricky ray to find a streaking jason tucker
0: So the Eskimos capitalize on the Stokes fumble. Fleming the extra point. Tucker a pair of majors. Eskimos wanted a 14 point lead but regain control as Jason Tucker finds his way to the end zone a second time. Well they're just going
1: to bring a safety blitz. You can see him walking up right now and he's just going to go out and up to the inside. Just basically outrun everything. Come inside. Wide open. Nobody picks him up. Just a matter of Ricky Ray getting the ball off before the safety can get to him.
0: So the game within the game continues. The Alouettes will continue to blitz and hope their corners hold up. Beyonce Whitaker on the return. Up to the 45-yard line and again. On the last special team play for Montreal, it was the Keith Stokes fumble. That set up the touchdown. Well, Keith Stokes
1: usually sure-handed. Sheldon Benoit with an excellent job of stripping the football. Recover by the Eskimos. And then the touchdown. Ricky Ray seeing the safety
0: blitz. in the ball before he gets hit. Jason Tucker wide open in the end zone. And again, Tucker has moved from slot out to wide receiver, Ed Hervey out of the game right now a reported groin injury donnie brady was shaken up on that kickoff remember the huge hit he took in the western final actually went to hospital they feared a punctured lung but came back a key interception in that game and he'll have to come out for at least three plays fabian burke as he did in the western final will come in and this is what happened last week This is earlier in the year, Donnie Brady, an interception. He's been a terrific player all season with six interceptions in the regular season, one in the postseason. And now Calvillo, and he has Jermaine Copeland for a catch, and a big play is. These two heavyweight teams continue to trade roundhouse punches. Oh, I tell you, forget the
1: short game. He just brings it inside, runs a corner route, gets outside, and then waits for the ball, knows where he is. Boy, I tell you, look at him dragging the feet before he goes out of bounds, knowing where he is at all times on the football field. Which makes him such a dangerous receiver.
0: 26 yards on that pickup. Calvillo back to work. And, whoa, Woodcock. Almost he took a huge hit from Malcolm Frank. Well, Malcolm Frank had Woodcock
1: lined up, but I tell you, he was still wide open. You almost think he should have come up with a catch. See Malcolm playing off. Woodcock is going to go out and then turn it back up the field as he goes up to catch his football. He should have had it. Malcolm
0: Frank is zeroing in on him. Second and 10 for AC. Sprints left, rush on, and the pass is caught. And Girard stretched out for that one. So Sylvain Girard has been a key man in this
1: Alouette attack. Well, maybe when you play with a guy like Ben Cahoon, some of his habits were rub off on the rest of his team. I mean, he slips, gets up, stretches out a fine reception, keeps the drive alive and a fresh set of downs to this offense that is starting
0: to pick up steam fifth-year man out of concordia native of chicotomy he was the fastest man on the alouettes and now some might say woodcock is well Neo sets looks to the corner Dottie brady back in and he got tangled up with jermaine copeland
1: that's a good no call incidental contact they get their feet caught up with each other no flags thrown Oh, Saw man. Copeland get up, clapping his hands. Not unhappy with the coverage or the fact he went down, just that he couldn't get to the football. Loses his, just basically slips and loses his footing. It
0: certainly was a good non-call because Copeland fell on his own. Second and ten. Under a minute to go. First half. Calvillo. Up top again for Cahoon.
1: seeing the exact replication of what the Alouette defense is trying to do because Edmonton this time brings the all-out blitz and that puts Ben Cahoon one-on-one with Robert Grant and after a couple of shifty moves the sure-handed Cahoon comes
0: up with another touchdown Wow It's 27 yards Kellett, it the extra point 50 seconds left here in the first half.
1: Well, he, he's just, you're going to see him make a little move. I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he runs such incredible routes. He shakes, he bakes, he turns people around, and he does it so successfully. He ends up during the regular season with 112 catches. And everybody says, we don't know how he makes them. He just
0: makes them. He had the highlight real catch early to set up the Woodcock touchdown and now Cahoon has a major of his own. Remember the 59-yarder late in the 2000 breakup game which made it interesting down the stretch. That had Sean Millington a little uneasy before the Lions put that one away. We've had 35 points scored in this second quarter.
1: Well, picked up the blitz. Just gets one-on-one, but you know, look at Ben Cahoon and how he finds the opening, how he plays to the football. He slows down, he shifts, and comes back into the middle
0: of the football field where only he can come up and catch. Swift hit taken by Dorian Boos, the big defensive tackle, who back in college was a punt returner, if you can believe it, and did at you, 6'5", 290. <laughs> did you see? Kwame
1: Cavill was the guy who was going to try and bring him down, and you can see, he almost made his mind. Oh my God, here he comes.
0: What's up, everybody? Ben Cahoon, 5'9", 180. Yeah, baby, 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 baby,
3: baby. A great Alouette, oh,
0: yet he reminds me a little of Brian Kelly or Tom Scott, the former great Eskimo slot backs. That's that's the way oh, that's right, he is. Definitely. Yeah. The in that category. Jay, Fatima, man. Well, are we done in this first half, or does Ricky Ray have a big player two left? Oh. 43 seconds on the clock, and a time count violation against Edmonton. And
1: what we're having problems with time here. Time count violation. Edmonton 15, second down. Is how about all the people at home who got the Grey Cup pool tickets? They don't know if they're winning or not. The score keeps changing. The plays keep changing. They keep celebrating. Oh, no. The points are adding up. The numbers are constantly changing.
0: Danny Machocha, the offensive coordinator, doesn't like that time count because the Eskimos lose the down. It's second and 10 from the 46. Ray looked one way and now dumps it off Pringle. And Mike Pringle upended at the 49-yard line, so they'll be short of the first down. Dwayne Butler there to bring him down. Well,
1: good coverage downfield by the Alouette secondary, forcing Ricky Ray to do a little dump pass off to Mike Pringle, but they had this play. Montreal. They know they were going to give them that couple yards and then come up and make the tackle, forcing a punting situation.
0: So the Eskimos lost the down, and now Montreal calls timeout. They're going to get the ball back with about 30 seconds to go. Fleming to punt. High punt, and a good one into the wind. Stokes dropped it. the Eskimos may have it back. Yes! Keith Stokes pops it up a second time in his opening half. And the fourth bubble of the half, third by the Owls.
1: Well, he simply just loses this ball right off the fingertips. He misplays it. His hands are in tight to the body, and the ball just comes to the front of the fingertips. He doesn't secure it into his body, and There's Donnie Brady, roughed up earlier.
0: Tough guy back in, again with a big play. Another fumble recovery. Eskimos do have their timeout. 28 seconds on the clock. At the 23, in position to break this tie before the half. Here comes the Blitz, and Ray hit by Baron Miles. And the ball falls incomplete, and the Alouettes almost picked it off
1: they just keep bringing it baron miles again with the blitz from the short side bottom of your screen comes free does not allow Ricky Ray the time to complete this ball and as the ball pops up in the air you can see all the Let's trying to get around and hoping to come up with an interception
0: a battle there William Loftus a shot at it Rick Walters playing <laughs> defender And Barron Miles off the edge again, second and ten, showing safety blitz, it's picked up, flag down, Ray on the run, gets the block and steps out short of the first down, and it looked like the Eskimos will be charged with holding.
1: Well, Montreal bringing the safety blitz. You can see William Loftus sneaking up to the line of scrimmage just before the ball was snapped. He was picked up Can see the confer. They're going to ask William Loftus to make the decision on the call. Push him back or decline it. They're going to decline it. Got to decline it. They don't want to give the Eskimos another shot here. Well, not especially when Edmonton is making a big plays. Montreal, uh, when they do score. The Edmonton, number 67. Penalties declined. Third down. That's Kilmiskey with the call right on him number 67. It was right a there. tripping call. You can as you see he... right here, right there. You don't see that a lot. Well, as an offensive lineman, you're taught do whatever is necessary to protect your quarterback.
2: shit pass rush if they.
0: Thank... So from the 27, Jason Moss, the holder. Randy Chevrier, the long snapper. Sean Fleming was 6-for-6 six six in the 93 breakup. And he nails this as the Eskimos regain the lead, and they have 10 points off Keith Stokes' fumbles in this first half.
1: Well, fumbles basically the big story. We saw Mike Pringle with a fumble. Munchal converted. Two key Stokes fumbles and Edmonton has 10 points off those turnovers. And just a quiet 45 point first half. I don't, I don't think it's been a quiet time all first half. It's just been exciting. Back and forth down the field. Big
0: plays, trick plays. we got it all. That's Rick Campbell's in charge of the Eskimo special teams. Don Matthews heavily involved in the special teams. Of the Alouettes, he says there should be head coach emphasis on special teams. It's that important a phase of the game. Well, you all too them. often,
1: you know what? All too often we talk about the offensive defense. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, Chris. Special teams, a big third factor of any football game. And you've just seen the example of that right there with two fumbles by Keith Stokes, usually sure handed, but that allowed Edmonton to score
0: 10 points. Oh. Well, the eskimos just don't want to give montreal a chance to get it into field goal range in a hurry short kick taken by one of the young men at the 40 and that's uh, anwar stewart so the defensive lineman getting a chance on special teams and there may be a lot of halftime adjustments to be made here by these two coaching staffs galvio he wants a little bit more Girard's got another, trying to get out of bounds, steps out at the 50, one second on the clock, and does Matt Kellett have the light for a 57-yarder with the wind at his back? Well, an interesting defensive call,
1: sitting back in a safety zone, coverage, and that allows Camilo to find the receiver. He picks up, but as you say, maybe not enough to try a field goal, The question will be, do you want to take a chance on Winston October returning if he
0: does miss? Don Matthews has sent the punt team out, but we know Don Matthews. And is there some kind of trick play here with one second to go that they might try to exploit the Eskimos? Well, it has to be something that's really going to turn
1: into a score or get a penalty to allow them to try
0: one more play. Because, of course, the half can't end on a penalty. Eskimos have utilized their timeout to make sure they're all on the same page. Expect the unexpected when Don Matthews is calling the shots. Well, we have seen a,
1: a halfback, Deontay Whitaker, throw a little touchdown pass to Woodcock. Perhaps the up back, or maybe this man, Sean Matt Kellett, throwing a little pass
0: himself. Matt Kellett's longest field goal of the year, 49. This would have been from 57. So, the punt team is in either for that reason or that they've got something on here. And they do, Kellett will throw. And that ball knocked down out of bounds. And time will run out. I think they were hoping if they get a pass interference, they're in field goal range. But there was no penalty. And the first half is over and we'll catch
4: our breath and throw it to Mark Lee. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Don, what an exciting first half. Momentum switching back and forth. What do you like about the way your team has shown in terms of resilience and fight?
1: Well, I like how our offense come back, putting points on the board. Uh, those turnovers are really bothering me. And uh, we've had some assignments break down on defense, but hopefully we'll get that straightened out.
4: You're showing confidence in your young corners. You're stuck with your game plan. What has experience taught you in big games like this?
1: Well, I think that our guys are prepared. You go with the guys you think can win for you, and that's what we're doing.
0: Thanks, Don. A year ago it was 11 nothing at the half for Montreal 45 points in the first half
2: of the 91st great cup Edmonton with the lead as we join Steve Armitage 24 points on the board for you Tom in that first half offense obviously not a problem what adjustments do you have to make on the defensive side of the ball
4: well play fundamentally sound try to put some pressure on the quarterback and. Uh, You know eliminate the big play, but it's it's what we expected two good football teams out there. They're gonna make plays. What's the playing status of Ed Hervey? It's a high groin and very unlikely that he's playing in the second half who will take his place Well, Winston October gets the play. Thanks coach. Good luck. Thank you Well,
0: that is uh, perhaps the worst news for the Eskimos in that first half because Ed Hervey set the early tone. Jason Tucker came in, took his spot, and uh, made an impact.
1: Well, it, it also gives October a chance to play. He's really developed as a receiver. They'll move him inside the slot to do a little crossing routes. We've seen Tucker with two great touchdown catches already. Let's take
0: a look at our halftime numbers.
1: Well, you got to look at this in here. You see 13 first downs. He only had two in the first quarter. They've really done it. Turnovers, this is what's been haunting the
0: LOS right now. Three fumbles resulting in 10 points by the Eskimos. 38 points scored in the second quarter. Remember, the Alouettes won the toss. And they're going to get the ball first in the third quarter. And I'm a little surprised. It looks like the Eskimos are going to get the win to the fourth. Deontay Whitaker. And Whitaker found a seat, gets across the 45. Alouettes have the ball, and they have the wind, which may be shifting in this third quarter as we check the passing chart of the outstanding player in the country. Well, he's utilizing the entire football field. You can see
1: the touchdown pass to Gerard, touchdown pass to Cahoon. They're just moving it all around. The only place is mid to the right, but everywhere else, he's
0: found success. So they go to work from the 47. There's an out Woodcock with the catch. And he lunges to the midfield stripe that has eight.
1: Well, Woodcock with his second catch of the afternoon. He only has one catch in the first half. It was a good one, though. It was a four-yarder for a touchdown thrown by Deontay Whitaker. Once again, Cavill getting his wide receivers involved early.
0: Coming out early in the second half. That'll open it up the interior and guys like Cahoon and Copeland you see the first half possessions three consecutive possessions where they resulted in major scores second and two and a big hole and Eric Lapointe the hard running Canadian running back he hit that open hole and Gets the first down and a lot more. Well,
1: he's always said, we're only gonna give the ball carries about 15 carries. We wanna make an impact on those 15 carries though. LaPointe, nice job of getting through that big offensive
0: line's hole. Alouette's eighth of nine teams in rushing the football, but they say, all we really need is 80 yards a game to set up our, our passing. And they give it back to LaPointe again. And he'll push. AJ Gas back, so that's an indication of how hard he runs. And
1: again, they may not run the ball much, but they'll run to keep the defense honest. And I tell you what, every time they do run the ball, they average around six yards a carry. That's not a bad average when you're going to run the football. And this guy, Eric LePoint, is a horse. Great leg drive, great strength. He missed a, nine games earlier this season. Back, he's 100% healthy and he's wanting to
0: contribute to this offense. Replace Ronald Williams for the Tie Cats in the 99 game. We saw early movement there. Azumo KK came out of his stance, and that'll push the Alouettes back five. Five time All Canadian. <laughs> One of three All Canadians on that big offensive line.
1: Well, well, they really are. I mean, Okk, Flory. Brian Chu, all Canadian, you can see right at the bottom, just jumping a little bit, but these guys are are just, when they're so big, it's really hard to believe how athletic they are, and they can really move, they don't run the ball much, but when they do,
0: they usually have success. Second and ten after the penalty, Calvillo downfield, incomplete intended for Copeland. And there's Donnie Brady as that matchup continues. And Donnie Brady did an excellent job of not allowing
1: Copeland to come back inside to the middle of the football field. Little shoot, He's trying to turn the feet. He actually does turn Donnie Brady. Donnie Brady with a little bit of a grab right there, but recovers enough to stay in front of the receiver.
0: So Kellett will come on. Oakley in October. Drop deep. ball, and he had to get right back on it. A dangerous play as Mobley had trouble with the ricochet. And the Eskimos will start deep. Taylor Field jammed to capacity as the Edmonton Eskimos will start Deep in their own zone. Singor Mobley, I think, wanted to let that one bounce into the end zone. Well, he wanted to let it bounce, and it just hits his
1: knee right there, and he has to come back and grab the ball. But he wanted to go to the end zone, concede the single,
0: and then start their offense on their own 35-yard line. The safety loft is lined up. Ricky Ray had trouble with the ball. The Alouettes say they're on it. And let's find out. First snap out of the shotgun, and Hibbenton... Does get back on the ball.
1: Boy, Ricky to shake and that's okay, let's get back. He's cool back there. You don't see him getting very angry. But that could have been very costly. Just with a shotgun. Just mishandles it. Looks like he's going to hand it off to Mike Pringle to the left side. and Takes his eyes off
0: the football. Very fortunate to come up with that recovery. What's so much question? The Alouettes were coming on the blitz. And... Ray snuck a peek, and now they're a little early, and they'll jump Adriano Belli first to move. Watch Adriano Belli. He knows he's going to get
1: the penalty, but he tries to lay a shot on Mike Pringle.
0: Montreal 78, Still second
1: now. I mean, the play is over. He just keeps coming, and he sees his old teammate, Mike Pringle, <laughs> talk about this.
0: take the free shot and get away with it so it is second and seven and now they drop out of the blitz and Ray goes up top jump ball Jason Tucker's got it over DJ Johnson again
1: well DJ Johnson and Baron Miles is trying to come over and give him some help but Jason Tucker, six foot two, puts his hand out, and what he does by that, he gives himself a little separation from the cover guy. Finds some space,
0: goes up, and he's the one that goes after the football. Comes up with a big catch, 127 yards last year in the Cup game. He's over 100 again, at 102 on five catches. A first down of Mike Pringle bulldozes his way to the 46. I think we should say on this quarterback issue, Wayne Shaw, five-year veteran, and Omar Evans, the former Rough Rider who signed as a free agent, a three-year veteran, they're being benched, sat down. Evans didn't even dress. There have been reports that Evans was hurt.
1: That's not the case. But well, you got to understand one other thing. Wayne Shaw, who is second on a team in interception with four, is dressed. He's backing up. He could be put back in this football game.
0: Second and five. Pringle released. Ricky Ray takes off. The first slide, but a holding penalty likely to be called against Edmonton. And on the previous play, Mike Pringle became the all-time great cup rushing leader as he went past former Winnipeg great Leo Lewis.
4: Holding. Edmonton 67.
1: Well, Don Comiskey's really having a...
0: A big game against Ed Fillion. There are Mike Pringle's numbers. He was here in 95 as part of the Baltimore Stallions. Breakup winning team wasn't 100% in 2000 when his team lost
1: against the B.C. Lions. Well, that's the second penalty going back to the offensive line. Comiskey has taken. And you got to give a lot of credit to Ed who just keeps coming and forced Comiskey to grab and Puts his team in a little bit of a hole.
0: Here's Ray on a roll. They need 15 short yardage there. And Scott Robinson. We do have a flag on the field.
1: Well, once again. Adriana Belli this time signaling it's against Edmonton as do the rest of the Alouette as teammates.
0: Edmonton number three penalties declined, third down Terry Vaughn who has been quiet so far in this game offside it's declined and brings up
1: third down. Oh, Terry Vaughn just at the top just basically got to jump and
0: Anticipates and maybe some frustration. He has two catches eight yards and still looking for his first great cup touchdown. Ryan, There's Keith Stokes. Bumbled twice in the first half. <laughs> Fleming hangs the punt. Stokes on the dead run and he is drilled out of bounds. 30 yards, the punt into the wind, five on the return. A three-point Edmonton lead here early in the second half. Hey. Alouette scrimmage from their own 42-yard line. Beal with time. And it's Woodcock to catch. Shannon Garrett smothered him quickly. Oh, Shannon,
1: Shannon Garrett with a nice job of playing off and just coming back to take a look. What's happening on the Alouette offense? Cavill 236 36 yards, and that's outstanding when you really feel that he only had 12 yards passing in the first quarter. What a second quarter for him. LaPointe, four carries, and Ben Cahoon, obviously, with that circus catch. He also has a touchdown on the
0: afternoon. Good day for the Canadians, that's for sure. Consider Woodcock and Gerard, Cahoon, and LaPointe. And the key guy most of the year, Jermaine Copeland, now with the catch. So plenty of weapons at AC's disposal. Well, they've been
1: rubbing that rub pattern all day. and What I mean, one guy's just going to come, and he's clearing, and he's going to come underneath. A little bit of a pick pattern. Running that successfully all game
0: long. But it does bring up third down. Matt Kellett back in. Angling punt, October from his 20. And Winston, October, a six yard return of that 40 yard punt. Maybe an indication that the field conditions are changing. We're seeing a lot of players on either side now changing footwear as the evening gets a little colder. Ricky Ray up top again, Terry Bond can't bring it in. Brandon Williams being attacked on that side of the field. Take a look at AJ Gass uh, changing. He had
1: been wearing a basketball shoe. Soft shoulder going to the multi nubbed runner with a little bit more grip on the surface. But Ricky Ray, again, seeing the safety blitz by William Loftus, going to try to go deep every time on it. This time he elects to go to Terry Vaughn, who's playing a lot more at the wideout position
0: with the injury to Ed Herbie. Spotted Ed Herbie on the bench there. Now he looks like he's headed back to the room. Ray faked and then looks the other way. And Terry Vaughn just can't get a track. He's got a catch, but Brandon Williams was there to prevent him from going anywhere and it'll be third down well you see how Ricky Ray's distributed the football and there's
1: really no area that he has taken advantage of he loves to throw the ball deep he's caught Montreal in a couple blitzing situations with the safety and Jason Tucker and Herbie both with big catches Tucker two touchdown catches on the Montreal blitz
0: Ricky Ray and Anthony Calvillo now with the same number of completions, attempts, and Calvillo has 29 yards more than Ray, but the number's just about even. Fleming to Stokes. He Stokes. Across the 45 to the 48, Robert Gramps was there. Well, remember to check out the CFL on CBC Online. Tell us who you think played tough today. Vote for your warrior of the game at the end. Of the third quarter, you can decide who the online warrior of the 91st Great Cup game is only at cbc.ca slash CFL. A.J. Gass always is a warrior. Things have gotten awfully quiet after that wild second quarter. As the defenses have dug in, Galveo dumps it off. D'Yotse Whitaker bounced off A.J. Gass and then is driven back by O and Malcolm Frank.
1: Montreal has gone through five or six running backs when Eric LaPointe got hurt trying to find a guy that could break tackles in the open field. After about the fifth week of the season, they picked this guy up, Yossi Whitaker, and it's for this reason alone. Catches a ball well out of the backfield, returns kicks, but also makes
0: people miss in open spaces. 13 yards to pick up, they're into Edmonton territory at the 50. Calvillo and Cahoon can't bring that one down. Tried to climb the ladder and uh, give us a replay of that one-handed grab in the first half. If you want to take gambles and they're going to bring
1: the safety Quincy Coleman now Robert Grant has to get back to cover in the safety position very fortunate Malcolm Frank has to come over and make the play on an outstretched Ben Calhoun but after the play you can see senior Mobley grabbing Robert Grant who was supposed to come over and give support
0: to the middle of the football field and didn't second and ten receivers wide side. Calvillo looks the other way. Incomplete. Only Pat Woodcock over there, but he was well covered. And it's third down. Well, good defensive stand by the Eskimos,
1: forcing a punt. Matt will come on and try to pin the Eskimos deep in their own territory.
0: 34-year-old Malcolm Frank, one of the mainstays of that secondary.
1: And And again, very fortunate on that play, because Ben Cahoon had beat him on that same play earlier, when he made that outstanding one-handed catch.
0: Kellett to pin them deep. And he'll blast that one into the end zone. Too much on it, and it will go past the end line for a single. That's a 70 yard punt as they get into the footwear on the
2: Eskimo sidelines. Welcome back to Taylor Field. 5:01 to play third quarter. This looks like a shoe store here on the Evanson bench. Every player is changing the shoes. What they're looking for is more nubs, more grip, a turf-type shoe because conditions are getting very slippery. So all the Eskimos are going to their backup turf shoes, guys. You wonder why? If that is the reason, Steve, we have
0: had such little offense so far. Ten minutes into the third quarter, two first downs for Montreal, only one for Edmonton. At the 35, after the single point, out in the flat, there's Terry Vaughn, and this time he shakes a tackle, and this is what Terry Vaughn does best. Yards after the catch, and that's the first time he's registered yards after the catch today.
1: Well, you talk about Yak yards, you hit it on the head right there. Terry Vaughn, the master, after he gets his hands on the football. Little old Petter working against newcomer Brandon Williams. Now, Brandon thinks he's got him wrapped up. So have so many other defenders throughout his career when he breaks that tackle and picks up additional yards and a
0: big first down, moving him to center field. Number two in catches behind Cahoon and number four in yards on the season. 20 on that pickup. And now It's Mills with the carry. Short yardage up the gut.
1: Well, they try to do a little misdirection by sliding Pringle to the outside, hoping to pull some of the defenders out of the way and then do a dive, a simple straight-up-the-middle play. William Loftus meets Troy Mills, but look at the leg drive, the determination, picking up additional yardage by Troy Mills, the
0: 37-year-old. Third cup appearance in a row, lost the last two. And it's second and seven. Ricky Ray has to scramble again, and he's dropped at the 50-yard line, Anwar Stewart. Seven sacks during the year, including one against Edmonton, and one in the cup game here.
1: You see him when he dropped the only rush three. And Philion what a great swim move to get the penetration. That forces Ricky Ray to pull down the ball, and that allows Edward Stewart to come to the outside from the end spot and wrap up for a sack. That's three people rushing on five offensive linemen. It should never happen. That's determination, and those three guys of the Alouette defense doing their job. Stewart
0: at Eastern All-Star, and he nearly forced the fumble there. Ray did a Good job to get back on the ball. Here's Sean Fleming. Stokes from his 19. And running backwards. And dropped at the 20. An elusive key Stokes. And A.J. Gass finally brought him down. 41-yard punt. We've talked about the shoes. And the temperature starting to drop but it has been a terrific week in Regina and we really couldn't have ordered better weather for the great cup game
1: well as as close to ideal conditions you're going to get playing outdoors
0: and the Alouettes too are making those adjustments Anwar Stewart getting a new pair of cleats And Anthony Calvillo going to work from his 20. Straight drop and throwing a dart. And Woodcock comes up with a catch at the 32 yard line. Anthony Cabille is known
1: for accuracy, but he's also known for a strong arm. Woodcock's playing against Frank, cuts it back into the middle. Malcolm Frank is right there, you can't get better coverage.
0: But the ball is thrown on a rope right to the receiver. Well, 300-yard games for Calvillo on the year, including both against Edmonton. In fact, he's had 300-yard games in four of the last five. And Eric LaPointe with the run, taken down by big Kelvin Kinney. And the purpose of running the
1: football is to get Edmonton's linebackers back in the box to play the run. Get them closer to the defensive line. That will allow them to open up the passing
0: game with the crossing routes with the likes of Cahoon and Copeland behind them. Point telling us the other day, our goal on first down running plays get four to six. And they got five there. That gives Calvillo so many options. And over the middle for Woodcock, there was contact, but no flag. And Woodcock appeals in vain. Uh, Woodcock thought
1: he was jostled by Malcolm Frank as he made his move back into the middle. Very reminiscent of the catch he made earlier. See, defensive coordinator Greg Marshall coming over saying, That's all right. Good job of coverage by number 10. He's just at the bottom. He's going to curl back inside. Tries to get their little bump by Malcolm Frank. No flag,
0: no foul. Under 90 seconds remaining. Third quarter. And suddenly, it's gone quiet. Offensively, October on the dead run, and he'll step out at the 41. 33 yard punt. As the wind has shifted, it looks like it's going across the field now. Here are the big guns so far for the Eskimos on offense. Jason Tucker, the most dangerous receiver.
1: You see Mike Pringle with eight carries, 40 yards. Remember when you got a guy like Mike Pringle, where does he get most of his yardage? It's in the fourth quarter, so you can never rule Mike Pringle out of a football game. Yet they haven't been pounding him here in the third quarter. Well, as much as we thought. Absolutely. We really thought he'd be more of a factor running the
0: football. Well, they'll give it to him now. Now he'll do some pounding. Up to the 49. Close to seven.
1: You really have to run the football against a team that likes to blitz because if you got everybody inside the box on a straight line, if you get a good block at the point of attack, that will create a seam. That will allow a power runner like Mike Pringle to
0: exploit that and pick up good yardage. Eight 1,000-yard seasons in his career led the CFL in rushing six times, second this year to Charles Roberts of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and it's second and three and mills lunging close to that first down line and adriano Belly, right to push him back well troy Mills, one of the premier short yardage backs
1: in the cfl throughout his entire 10-year career just basically gets a simple dive play, straight up the gut leaves his foot tries to dive and fly through the air to pick it up because he kd kevin johnson and H on the belly, eliminating his progression. Now, see what the measurement, and you're going to see it. They're going to come up about half a football short.
0: Talked about this heavyweight slugfest, and he's got a shiner after that last shot. As apparently Mills got one under the eye, and it's third down. that means Mills has to go right back to work. Danny Machocha, looking for a first down here to keep the drive alive. They'll hunker down in the trenches. And Ray himself for the first down.
1: And we should have
0: one more play in this third quarter.
1: And great get up by the offensive line, particularly the right side of Princeton, left through to Morris, just basically creating a little hole for Ricky Ray to tuck in behind on the right side. Just gonna follow his blockers Helmet down, shoulder pads underneath the O-lines, backside. That allows none of the defenders to touch him until he picks up the first down.
0: Well, let's see if they'll continue to try and move the ball on the ground on this series. No, Ray is gonna go to the air with a flag, flying. Oh, what a jolt that was, Mike Pringle. Got nailed in the back, and we talked about this matchup at the outset. Kevin Johnson and Mike Pringle are not a mutual admiration society. Well, he said he was remembering the hype.
1: He said he's over the hill. He's not going to be a factor. Gonna wait to see what the flag's going to be. I believe it's going to be against Edmonton, the and I, I think Edmonton, no end. First down, repeat. Well, Edmonton's going to be called for no end, but I tell you what, from the interior of that offensive line, Ed Fillion once again. This, this time working against Tim Prince in the center, and he just gets held. Little play action pass, and Pringle's gonna try and slide out to the
0: opening. Kevin Johnson with the stick in the back. Butler a little face mask just to let Pringle know that uh, they're gonna be bringing it every time he touches the ball, and the line jumps again. And that time it was Bruce Beaton, the 11-year veteran. And things coming undone a bit on a drive that uh, had a couple of first downs. Exactly that, Chris. Everton, 62. Still first down. Bruce
1: Beaton, as you say, the 11-year veteran has never won a great cup.
0: And there was a sense of urgency when I spoke with him yesterday. He said, at at 35, I'm I'm running out of time. The loss last year... uh, Haunted him for a month or two. He just said there was that awful feeling in your the pit of your stomach day after day. And now they're first to 20 backing up at their 43. Gray can't find anybody. Takes off. Kevin Johnson closing and a face mask and heavy traffic. And now maybe a little bit of extracurricular at the bench. Butler and Johnson kneeling Ricky Ray. Well, it was a
1: headshot, Chris, is what the penalty is about. As Ricky Ray was running to the sidelines, the Montreal linebacker basically swatted at his head with the forearm and you could not contact the quarterback and watch Dwayne Butler with the head slap and the face mask to boot. That drew the flag instantaneously. And of course, you're doing it in enemy territory when this happens. At the Eskimo bench.
0: Last week, late in the game, Eastern final, Butler with the roughing of the passer penalty that kept the Argos' last gas drive alive. And remember, because of
1: two face penalties off. in a row, face mask, Montreal 25, first down. After moving the football, Edmonton was back on their heels, and now Dwayne Butler basically. Giving a fresh set of downs to Ricky Randy and the Eskimos. Number 25 is just going to swat and then grab the face mask. Could it be called for either one?
0: Three plays ago, I said, should be the last play of the quarter. And we keep going because of penalties. And it's now a first down for Edmondson at the Montreal 50. And back to Pringle, And nothing doing. They have just smothered. Mike Bringle, Loftus, Magna, clinging. And that is the final play of the third quarter. Just one point scored by Montreal.
3: Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple, with casual clothing and footwear from Marks.
0: Headed to the fourth quarter of the 91st Great Cup game. We had seven points in the first quarter. 38 in the second, one in the third. That must mean we're
1: in for a high scoring fourth quarter. Or that could mean that both defenses made good adjustments at halftime and limited only four first halves by Montreal
0: and four first downs by Edmonton in that third quarter. Points off turnovers, the difference right now, the three extra scored by Edmonton off Keith Stokes fumbles. And that's why they're ahead 24, 22 Second and 10 for the Eskimos. Quick hitter Winston, October, colored near the 40, near the first down. Brandon Williams with the tackle. Well, Weston
1: October with the catch. Terry Vaughn wide open over the middle, waving. Obviously, Ricky Ray, not enough time to to see Terry Vaughn. But to see Terry Vaughn coming down, right in the middle of your screen, waving. Nobody around him. Obviously happy, though, that a teammate
0: still made the catch. And it is enough for the first down. So the Eskimos' drive continues. It's kind of been moving forward in fits and starts because of penalties either way, but after a third quarter that had every possession end with a punt, Ricky Ray trying to start the fourth quarter with a possession that will result in a score. Troy Mills lines up as a tight end. Ray has time. Has a man. Jason Tucker has the catch and again they work the corners and Brandon Williams was in coverage Well, we've talked about this all day long
1: He's just gonna come into the middle and then take it back to the corner Brandon Williams Turns around completely with the back facing the quarterback once he does that he can't see the receiver the receiver gets to the outside. Ricky Ray throws it where only
0: Jason Tucker could come up with the big catch, his sixth catch in the afternoon. You know, Chris, the last time Don Matthews started these two corners, Toronto scored 45 points in that late regular season route. First down, Ray rolling right, throwing back against the green. and zone! Incomplete. All kinds of traffic. Flag down. And this time, DJ Johnson, I believe, will draw the flag again on Jason well, Tucker. I tell you what,
1: he's not going to want to go to watch film. He may not have to after this week anyway. But I tell you what, Ricky Ray rolls not all 30. the way to the right. Montreal 34. He throws this ball into the end zone, which it looks like a Hail Mary because all the receivers are all in the same area. Now you can see he goes right over, and that allows Jason Tucker to have no chance to catch the football, and that's a good flag on DJ Johnson. But all the other receivers were there as well. Six people in that vicinity.
0: So it's first and goal for the Eskimos. After the tenth penalty, the give Mills. Did he break the plane? Did he drop the ball? Up with it come the Tim Strickland's got the football, but wait, oh. there is a flag, and were the Alouettes offside. They're both thrown
1: in the line of scrimmage, and anytime, 99 percent of the time when they do that, it is against the defense.
0: And they are encroaching on the one yard. It is against the Alouettes. And I think was- Everton number 34. First down. Well, they announced Edmonton 34, but uh, it was Montreal, indeed Montreal, Montreal 34, 34, and uh, his night gets even more frustrating. Uh, he's going to be the most popular man in Montreal. DJ Johnson, a first down over again. Looked like there was some movement in the interior too, as Fillion and Belly take in Ray himself, touchdown score and the first major. Well, DJ Johnson lined up offside. What a what a move by Ed Billion. Did he time it right, or was he offside too? Here's a look at the score. Well,
1: we've seen him do this earlier, where he. Kept the drive alive on a third down gamble. And I'll tell you what, these big boys up front, Kaminsky, president Leftrude, form a perfect wedge for Ricky Ray to take it across for the touchdown.
0: Fleming for the extra point. And it is good. And the Eskimos up their lead to nine, early fourth quarter in Regina. we talked about the big boys on the line of scrimmage. They've been under siege with the blitzes, but they uh, clear the path here for Ricky Ray. And watch Ed Fillion try to go
1: over the top to meet Ricky Ray. He dives over. Ricky Ray goes
0: under and scores. The Edmonton Eskimos, 32 consecutive playoff seasons, a storied franchise, and yet 10 years without a cup. Have a nine-point lead. Two minutes in to this fourth quarter. Beyonce Whitaker. And he is upended at the 37 as we see the first scoring drive of the second half.
1: Well, Ricky Ray doing a good job of scrambling with the football. Butler with the face, mask, the head swat. Jason Tucker, wonderful grab on the
0: sideline. And finished off with the one-yard plunge by Ricky Ray. The Butler penalty wiped out a first-and-twenty situation and then the DJ Johnson first pass interference and then offside. So three penalties add up to an Eskimo touchdown. Galvios got to go back to work. Over the middle, Jermaine Cumplin, The speedster Cumplin, With a big gain at first down across midfield and Mr. Excitement in Montreal. Trying to spark his offense. Well, Copeland will not be jammed by Donnie Brady. Donnie
1: Brady's played him. He can't get his hands on him. See, Donnie Brady's the kind of guy that needs to get his hands on a receiver. And Copeland's just running away from him. As soon as he turns back in the middle, he's got instant
0: separation. Seven catches, 95 yards for Copeland. First down near midfield underneath Cahoon. So when you're down, why not go to Copeland and Cahun, the all-time leading single season tandem receiving in Canadian Football League history?
1: Well, they only have 27 touchdowns between them. Not a bad choice. Sits down the zone, sits down short, little shake and bake. AJ Cass got the death clamp, so I'm
0: not gonna let him go. Six yards, close to seven. For Cahoon, second down, Calvillo short drop, knocked down. That's the first knockdown today from a defensive line that had 18 during the regular season. And I think it was the paw of Steve Charbonneau, the Cowensville Quebec native, that deflected the pass. Well, I think you're right, it is
1: number 93, Steve Charbonneau, that inside tackle, gets the hand up, knocks the ball down. Forcing a punting situation not allowing that offense
0: to continue their drive. Now we'll see if there's anything on. At the 47. Kellett to punt. And he will kick it away. All bouncing around the 15. And they draw the no yards. October on it. Botterill encroaching in that five yards. Taylor Field on a crisp Sunday night in mid-November, where the West leads the East, and a tip of the cap to these Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans who uh, who dreamed that this would be Taylor Field of dreams this week, their team in the big game. But boy, did they rally this week! What a fun place it was during Grey Cup week. Mike Pringle for five or six hard fought yards.
1: Exactly what you got to do, you got to stick to the game plan, stay with what's been
0: working for you, and that's pounding Pringle a little bit. If Munchaw wants to bring the blitz, then throw the ball deep. Mike Pringle, 833 yards away from tying George Reed's all time CFL rushing record. And the way Pringle has run the ball in his first 12 years, that's probably around Labor Day next year,
1: and he was say that he may retire after this and you know for a fact he's not when he's in such short
0: distance of George Reed's record second and five Eskimos desperately trying to move the chains and they will Scott Robinson the Maple Ridge BC product with a big catch that gives the Eskimos a fresh set of downs and a little breathing room well Scott Robinson just comes
1: from the inside remember with the injury to Ed to Hervey Everybody else has been moving around every gets an opportunity to play the slot back position and Scott Robinson just comes across the middle Slows down just a touch gets the ball secures the football
0: gets tackled by Timothy Strickland But not before he picks up a first down eighth receiver to catch a pass for the Eskimos the native of or the product of Simon Fraser 18 yards the gain, back to Pringle, and he's got something here to miss. Seemed to lose his footing as he slid underneath Baron Miles. He absolutely did
1: lose his footing. But I tell you what, again, Mike Pringle going north south and then a little stutter step and breaks it to the outside. Everybody in the defense is inside the tackle box. That's why Mike Pringle has so much room to the outside. But he slips
0: just as Miles or Baron Miles takes him down. And so often in his career, the bulk of his yards have come in the fourth quarter. 12 for Pringle, first down midfield. Here comes the blitz, picked up Ray with a long shot again. Incomplete as he tried to hook up with Terry Vaughn.
1: They tried to go deep with Terry Vaughn, seeing the blitz, that's been their plan all afternoon. Ricky Walters does a wonderful job of sliding back inside and picking up the blitz. Look at him cut Baron miles down, buying his quarterback the extra time to try and throw that football.
0: Terry Bond on the losing side here at Taylor Field in 95. A member of the Stampeders won a cup in 98. Trying to win his first as an Edmonton Eskimo. Second and ten, four receivers. Wide side. Ray looking that way, but he can't get it and he'll be brought down. A three-man rush and Adriano Belli gets the sack. If I
1: have to criticize one thing that Ricky Ray has done in a couple of times this afternoon, they're only going to rush three defenders. Now look at that lane he's got to run through. Instead of running, he kind of pump fakes, holds on to the football, and I think just the fact that he's holding on to the ball a little long rather than making that decision whether to throw it or run is
0: hurting him. 5 sacks in their first meeting of the year in week 1 4 tonight for Montreal Eskimos gave up the fewest sacks All season long He stokes flag No yards And he is sworn there Sean Spender with an extra shot And will sort out the flag and return To the 91st great cup game from Regina after this we mentioned Mike Pringle slipping on that 12-yard run and when he got to the bench a change of footwear it looks good there and then you can see the little skating see some of that next week (laughs) at Commonwealth Stadium in the Heritage Classic Montreal starts at their 34, down by nine. And Calvillo flush from the pocket. And he'll pick up a few. Chased down by Kelvin Kitty and company.
1: They have been running the twist all afternoon up front. It's going to bring them in and wrap them around. And all they're doing is trying to create different levels by the offensive linemen and pick one of them and get some penetration. And they did that on that play, forcing Anthony Cavill to pull the ball down and try to run for something positive. He does pick up four yards, but now he's in the second and six situation.
0: Under seven and a half minutes remaining in this fourth quarter. Second and six. Four receivers to this near side and a ball that uh, one hop incomplete intended for Copeland.
1: And as the clock starts to tick, you can see that Edmonton's looking at the scoreboard saying that's exactly what we had to do defensively, was stop. and hopefully now when we get the ball back to our offense, we can eat
0: some of that clock, and Mike Pringle, here's where you earn your paycheck. So six consecutive putts in the second half for Don Matthews' offense. Winston October draws, drops deep. Hangs up in the wind, 37 yard line. October does some dancing. And they'll push the pile close to the 45. 35 yard punt, seven on the return in this nine point game.
4: Back at Taylor Field in Regina, the Eskimos with a nine-point lead, 6.42 to go in regulation play, and this man, Wayne Shaw, has cut a solitary figure on this Montreal sideline. He has yet to see any action tonight. I talked to him moments ago, and I said, how hard is it for you to stop and watch this, watch the young corners being burned repeatedly. He said it is tough to watch and not have a chance to do anything about it as D.J. Johnson continues to receive support, not only from the rest of his teammates, but from Wayne Shaw himself. Thank you, Mark. Here's Ricky Ray hit as he delivered. Jump ball
0: incomplete. Wayne Shaw, four interceptions, including one against Ricky Ray. And was Billion held, or is he going to
1: draw the penalty. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to draw the penalty. He has been a nightmare for this offensive oh, line
0: is. to handle. Everton 53. Penalty declined. Second down. Tim Prince in the center. Great Cup winner, 99 with Hamilton. Collaring Fillion and Ed Fillion has had his motor revved all day. He has done this repeatedly to both guards and the center.
1: And it's a shake and bake and an arm bar. And he's drawn at least three holding penalties this, this whole entire football game already. The shaken
0: big arm bar. Second and ten. And right down, and he dropped the ball. And a battle for it, Manwar Stewart thought that the Owls might have come up with it.
1: Well, that's the second time the Ricky Ray has just handled the football. And you can see it gets stripped on this play. No fault of his own. He just can't secure the football and very again fortunate to come up with the recovery. Anwar Stewart boy, he's been a force at that defensive end all afternoon.
0: They have been without Rob Brown, but Stewart, Philion Adriano Belli, there, Mark Megna have been, there, been tough in the trenches, but it's the offense that has to go. get going for the Alouettes. Kicking it away and it will carry him out of bounds at the 25 yard line. And that's a 47 yard kick with no return and again Chris just want to go back the Alouettes won the toss they deferred to the second half had a chance to have the win in the fourth quarter and elected not to take it
1: which might be a factor Well, it surprised us up here. But then again we thought maybe on the field the win because the stands on both end zones, maybe they're not feeling the win, they
0: thought it wouldn't be a big factor. Ali Alouettes need two scores, less than five and a half minutes remaining. And they've got the guy at the controls that can engineer that. Rush on, Calvillo out, downfield, incomplete. Bruno Appel was the intended receiver. Let's update our Canadian Tire game notes and what you had targeted for Montreal. Well, we talked offensively, A.C. had to plug in all the receivers.
1: He had to get the wide receivers involved. You can see they have a touchdown each. Calhoun also with the big catch. Keep a lid on the chips. That was Pringle and Frito Ray, man. And you can see 285 yards passing, two touchdowns. Pringle, 64 yards rushing and a touchdown. And yet, still maybe a big factor in the
0: remaining time in this fourth quarter. AC's had the plug pulled here, just 67 passing yards, second half, second and ten. And he'll unload it downfield. And that ball falls incomplete. Donnie Brady, step for step, blanketing Jermaine Copeland, and Brady shaking up again.
1: Donnie Brady, excellent job of coverage on the ever-dangerous Jermaine Copeland staying step-for-step with him. Hand just kind of touching him just to get a feel for where he is is at all times. Copeland stops and the reason he stops is he tries to draw the penalty, but you can see by that replay that Donnie
0: Brady's playing the football all the way. Landed hard, shaken up, but again, he took that hellacious hit from Matt Dominguez of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Last week. And so back to back weeks. And that's why Donnie Brady's a little sore. Well, you know what? He got knocked out, came back in, and it came up
1: with a tremendous interception in the end zone. You know, and you hate to see a guy that really is a leader of that secondary. You talk about Shannon Garrett all you want, but Donnie Brady, a physical force out there, you know, it's nice to see him up, walking off under his own steam, but he's got to still miss a few plays now. So, Fabian Burke. We'll get some
0: action, and might we see AC go after him the next time they have the ball? If he's not available, he he plays so physical. Even in practice, he said my teammates hate me because that's just the way he practices and plays. Okay, seven straight punts from Montreal in the second half, and the Eskimos should get good field position. And ball on the ground and. Winston-October has to let it go out of bounds, so Montreal does a good job on the punt. 45 yards as Kellett got it to bounce on the turf, and we check the Canadian Tire game notes for the Eskimo.
1: Well, the key to beating the Owls is the O-line. We talked about protection, 87 yards rushing, two touchdowns. They have allowed five quarterback sacks, and if they go on to win, they'll be forgiven. Shut down the great big seas, that's the quarterback
0: and his tremendous receiving crew. And we know when it comes to the offensive line, you're you're always forgiven. <laughs> Eskimos started their 40. Here's Jason Tucker who's adding to his numbers out at the 48. What a game he's had. Started at slot, now on the outside with the injury to Ed Hervey early. And I like the play selection. They're going right
1: after D.J. Johnson again. You see D.J. Johnson slipping there, but Tucker with his seventh catch of the afternoon, a force for this Eskimo offense. As you take a look at all the receivers, eight different receivers used by Ricky Ray this evening.
0: Jason Tucker, the favorite attacker, 127 yards last year. He's up that by five, and he's still going here. Second and two, a lot of movement. And they'll argue who moved first.
1: Well, it'll be a costly penalty if it's the West, and I believe they jumped offside. But we'll have to wait to get the call. If it is, it'll be a first down. The easy way for the Eskimos. Offside, Montreal 54. First down. Mark Megna moved, and it's a first down. You haven't really heard much from Mark Megna all afternoon. and Got to give credit to both tackles for that. Bruce Beaton, Chris Morris obviously doing the job on the speedy rush
0: end. Bruce Beaton digs in again, remember he's one of those veterans looking for his first cup, Ringle, Ringle, the feet keep churning, but he's held in check across midfield, Bruce Beaton, a kid from Port Hood, Nova Scotia, he used to work out with the weights in his dad's barn on the dairy farm, and the guy that worked out with him was his buddy, Al McInnis,
1: and you know what turned out for him? The hardest snapshot in the league for how many years?
0: McInnis has won the Stanley Cup, and Bruce Beaton trying to bring the Grey Cup to Port Hood. And how about another guy out there who's playing a lot of tight end
1: tonight? Leo Groenweg, a 17-year vet, looking also for his first ring.
0: Second down, Ray throws over the middle, and Rick Walters' extra effort gets close to the first down depending on the spot and we're down to three minutes remaining in the fourth quarter the Eskimos in control down the stretch we come in this gray cup game and Earl Gray is making an appearance the gray cup being ushered in And I have to tell you that every player on both
1: sidelines sees the cup. They look at it, they look at the clock. Montreal realizes they got to get some points to get back in the game. Edmonton says we got to keep the lead and the cup is ours.
0: Remember the Alouettes have never won back-to-back cups. And the Eskimos have not won since Ron Lancaster led his crew to victory in 93. Third and short, Troy Mills. And he has the first down. Mills looking for his first cup.
1: Well, Interesting call, I actually thought Ricky Ray would take it himself. He's been successful on the quarterback
0: kicker. Well, it looks like perhaps early Edmonton would run away with it. They scored the first 14 points. And then the Alouettes answered back, tied at the 38 point second quarter. Then only one point scored in the third quarter on a single by Kellett. Touchdown sneak by Ray here in the fourth. Uh, Penalty aided drive by the Eskimos and now they're into another drive, six plays. They're chewing up the clock and keeping the ball out of Anthony Calvillo's hands. 2.24 and running. First down, Mike Pringle time. Kevin Johnson, and some help to bring Pringle down.
1: You see Mike Pringle having both hands around that football right now because the defense is told, go for the football. Try and rip it out of his hands. Straight hand off. Mike, Mike, Mike Pringle's not gonna take either hand off that football. He's securing it like a newborn. Yep. Leftsroot of Philly on making acquaintances as they have all
0: afternoon. Kevin Leftsroot was on the winning side last year as a member of the Alouettes. Might he be the good luck
1: charm this year? Timeout,
0: Edmonton. And the Eskimos took a timeout before they took a time count there's kevin left's he had an interesting comment earlier this week actually prior to the western final and he said we didn't play very well in winning the cup last year i want to win the cup playing the way you should to win a great cup do you know why he says that because
1: when you win the cup everybody gets presented with a video of your game and you watch the film and if you're not happy with the way you've played you don't want to show anybody you know the family comes over and hey let's sit down have some chips some cold ones now you know what the tape machine is broken we really don't
0: want to show that right now he said he told his teammates that and they looked at him a little funny hey you won but he said no I I want to win again and I want to win with a strong performance well they're in control Pringle and it will be third down and left's root comes up in an angry mood with one of his old
1: teammates. And the biggest thing Edmonton has to do now is stay composed because Montreal's going to try and draw you into penalties You see Mike Pringle trying to fight for extra yards. You can see Dwayne Butler bending over Kevin left on the play and you don't want to take a retaliatory penalty right now. And, Hurt
0: your team or give any other opportunity to the opposition. Now the Alouettes have exercised their timeout. 151 remaining. And again, the Alouettes need two scores down by nine. Sean Fleming, who pulled a leg muscle on the eve of last year's Grey Cup and really wasn't a huge factor in that game. He'll try and keep this ball in play. Angling it, and it'll be Stokes smothered. Sheldon Benoit, the former Alouette, containing Stokes. 33-yard punt, only three on the return. With a minute 42 left, the Eskimos would love to take that great cup home for that weekend of festivities. But Anthony Calvillo's got other plans. A ball knocked down, a second knockdown. And Raheem Abdullah this time gets his paw on the ball. Well, Abdullah with the team leading
1: six knockdowns. That's his seventh pass knockdown of the season. Getting the big paws, the six foot seven. On the left side, working against Okeke. Coming back
0: inside, gets his hands up. Well, let's let's check that. I thought Abdullah but Steve Charbonneau stepped in front. He said, I want that one And he gets his second of the game Playing his old team second and ten Calvillo guns it complete but short of the first down Donnie Brady with another play defensively. I don't know if he's gonna win, but uh, He's one of the warrior candidates. Oh, he definitely has played a whale of a game today. You see him get
1: shaken up time and time again, but he keeps coming back, and then he makes big plays. Copeland's caught some balls on him, but he's done a pretty good job of keeping it from scoring.
0: And this is it; they've got a gamble. Third and three. Calvillo in trouble. Down. Kelvin Kenny with the sack, and the celebration's on. Wow, what a move by Kelvin
1: Kinney. Just working against Kuzumo oh, KK, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. It's just called determination, smelling the victory, and not being denied. Six foot seven, Kelvin Kinney. Just working on the top. Butt and arm, that's a button jerk. It's called basically making contact with the offensive lineman. Pulling your arm over, and driving forward to the quarterback.
0: The Eskimos without Alfred Payton this year. Alfred with the ACL entry. Kelvin Kinney brought back, and they haven't missed a beat. The twin tight ends are in, and the Eskimos looking for the finishing touches now. Pringle short, fact stopped behind the line of scrimmage, Anwar Stewart there again. But remember, they forced the turnover
1: deep in Montreal territory. And even if they don't get another play, they can kick a field goal. But well, what a play! But a defensive end, the six-foot-seven Kelvin Kenny, going around O.K.K. and sacking Anthony Camille on third and three.
0: It's a play he'll remember for the rest of his life. Plays year round. He'll be back in a favorite arena league, league football camp football in January. He says I'm like a marathon runner. If I stop, I'll seize up. So I got to keep going. Second down, and Troy Mills. And yeah, they can't stop the clock. There's Carlo Panaro, number 72 on the field. He'll celebrate tonight, and then he's got to be at the hospital tomorrow. An orthopedic resident. <laughs> At the University of Alberta Hospital
1: tomorrow at noon. Well, they talked about he comes out to practice after doing a 24-hour stint in the emergency room. And between drills, he tries to catch a quick
0: cat nap. 80 to 100 hours a week as an orthopedic resident. And then back on the football field. And he said he wanted to win this as much for Leo Gronwagen as himself. Leo, a 17-year man who has never won a great cup. John Fleming trying to make it a 12-point lead. And it is 34-22 with 29 seconds remaining. All the talk about revenge, redemption. And they're that close to earning that here at Taylor Field.
1: You see Mike Briggle still as intense as he came out of the tunnel.
0: There's Leo Gronwagen. 17 years. In fact, after the loss last year, it was supposed to be his last game. But he stuck it out. Three-time All-Canadian was with Ottawa and B.C. and here in Edmonton. And... Leo's going to go up with a ring. Well, you know what? He, he looked around the locker room after the loss and saw what a
1: great yeah. nucleus of players he had coming back this year, and said, "You know what? One more chance, one more try, and it looks like this year will finally be the one where he gets to slip the ring on the
0: finger And this man." He was the Montreal Alouettes for so long. John Matthews turned the corner, went another way. Pringle went to Edmonton. And where he started his career,
1: he's going to get a great cup break. And look at it, Coach Matthews. We heard Sean Millington talk about it at halftime. How much fire will he come under for pulling Wayne Sean? Omar Evans. And replacing him with Williams and DJ Johnson.
0: Squid kick by Fleming. And Deontay Whitaker. And he is dumped at the 25 yard line. Mike Bradley, one of the special teams guys, Quincy Coleman with the tackle. And it's last gas time for the defending champs. Who are not gonna be able to repeat. Tom Higgins already celebrating. 9-9 9-9 nine nine in his first year, taking over for Don Matthews, back-to-back, 13-5, but under fire throughout, could he win the big one? And he has here today. Anthony Calvillo needs something big. Incomplete looking for Woodcock. Will Pat Woodcock be headed to his hometown of Ottawa? That's been a story this week. Free agent. And Herbie back in uniform right here, on the sidelines. Right right he set it tone totally early. Rick Walters there. Remember, he's got basketball practice tomorrow. I remember,
1: Herbie last week in the final dislocated his finger, took stitches, came back,
0: made a big 69 yard catch. 14 seconds left. Delville steps up loads and a catch for Ben Cahoon and Cahoon still going Ben Cahoon inside the 30 down to the 20 and with one second left on the clock the Alouettes have one play left in their season well there's no
1: quit at number 86 he's going to go to the final whistle again climbs the ladder stretch it up high to make a catch and secures the football Breaks a couple tackles and turns on the Cahoon speed, which is really surprising. A lot of players don't give him the credit for that breakaway speed. He's got good enough speed to pull away from most people.
0: 67 yards. And here we go. One last play. A shot to the end zone. And will there be a flag? Yes, and there'll be more than one play as Brady will be ticketed for that play on Jermaine Copeland. Well, we talked earlier about how Johnny Brady has not allowed Jermaine Copeland to have a
1: touchdown catch against him, and I guess this that is, is one is way there. to prevent that from happening. Jefferson 26, first down. Now well, just in the back of the end zone, and he's just not the football, but more than that, he's not going to even allow Jermaine Copeland any sniff of coming back to make a
0: catch on that ball. One last play for Pride here. Eskimos don't want to score. Pallowitz will try flag down, so is Calvillo. And Robert Grant tosses him down. Let's sort out the penalty. Eskimos on the field. There are flags down. Looks like he was calling it against
1: Montreal.
0: Offside, Edmonton number four is declined. The Alouettes decline the penalty. While well, there's been a 10 year wait, but it has a ring to it. Edmonton Eskimos, great cup champions.